uh, speak to 12 Cal, please? In the building, sir. What's happening? How we doing tonight, sir? Or in your case, early, early this morning. <laughs> All is well, man. Just sitting here watching YouTube, man. Just kicking it. How about you? I got you. Well, it's, it's been a long time coming because I've been needing uh, to have you on Inside the Gym. Welcome yes. to Open Run with BTG. Appreciate it. You know what I mean? It's, it's been long overdue. Now you get to see what it looks like inside my gym. You, as you can see, we don't play around. You got to <laughs> you gotta call your own fouls, too. Right, right, right. I, yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all respect, though, because after one fight, you get kicked out of my gym. <laughs> we don't play that. I like. I want some white folks to come to my gym. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. We got. We got to be all inclusive. Right, but t- tonight we got the big boys playing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got. We got. A, we definitely got a, a high. What I call a high level scrimmage game because, uh, as we all know, basketball season is over. I tip my hat to Golden State. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you already know. Right after basketball season, we go into free agency season. Yes, sir. You know, not only that, uh, basketball never stops. Basketball is year round. We got the summer league going on. My my Lakers just finished getting blown out by Phoenix. Um, it's all good. I think we got a promising point guard coming off of that roster. Um, and also college football. Mm-hmm. And if y'all don't know why I will be locked in live tweeting during college football season is because I got to see the infamous tweets that will probably be weekly. And that is lemon booty. <laughs> yeah, man. It's always lemon booty happening on every Saturday <laughs> in college football, man. Every Saturday it, it, without fail. So, well, first let me introduce this cat and I'm going to let himself introduce himself. Uh, I met this cat on Twitter, and not not only that, we met in person. Like we're like mm-hmm. best friends now, you know. Mm-hmm. It, how fast it escalated. Um, came across his podcast. I want to say it was last year. It had to be last year, and I've been glued and I've been stuck. Not only does he provide uh, very vintage, uh, uh, authentic, and grown content. Through through his podcast, uh, through his podcast, but on Twitter, you can catch his sports knowledge and his music knowledge as well. Mm-hmm. Very well rounded cat. He is ten years older than me, so I consider him an older brother. <laughs> Appreciate it. You know what I mean. So he definitely is coming from an era where I had to sneak out the room to see what, what was going on. Mm-hmm. When he would go to the amusement parks, and I wanted to go, I couldn't. And I didn't understand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When he would bring over uh, Nicole, and then next week it was Tiffany, and then the next right. week it was Natasha, I I just understood what was going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because the older brothers were, that was the idols. That's what we looked mm-hmm. up to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know how they say in our culture, which is mainly the hip-hop culture, we looked up to the drug dealers. That's partially mm-hmm. true, but we also looked up to uh, our, our older brothers, our older cousins. These are the ones, his heir is the ones who told me more about Wu-Tang and Run right. DMC. You know what I'm saying? Rock him. A lot of those cats came from his era. You know what I mean? 
so this is this is twelve cow, a sharp brother. Like probably one of the best. I probably I don't know where I get this information from, but I got reliable sources. He might be top ten, top fifteen best <laughs> human beings ever created. So twelve cow, please introduce yourself to to. I don't have a name for my listeners, but we're just going to say the, the 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 crowd. Hey, man, appreciate it, Baylor, man. Appreciate it. I, I, I need to save this intro and let my wife hear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you said, man, 12 column in the building, man. Um, first of all, first and foremost, good to be here. Uh, been listening, like you said, about a year now, man, connected with this cat, Baylor. And um, it, we, we just, we really have taken off like kindred spirits. Uh, you know, I listen to both your podcasts each week, man. And and then we, you know, we text each other every other day or we're tweeting every other day. And it's, uh, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, definite love and, and respect, uh, big brother, little brother relationship. And, you know, a lot of times what I found initially once, once I found your podcast, cause I had seen you around in the podcast streets, mm-hmm. and, but didn't, you know, never really tapped in. But once I you know started listening I'm like, man, this dude, he, he really reminds me of me, like at a just, you know, 10 years younger. And but, you know, been been through a lot, seen a lot, uh, very w- what we call in the South, an old soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, 10 years younger, but you 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 sound and feel a lot of times like you were here in the 70s. You know, you didn't get here until 82. But you you sound and feel a lot like you were here in '72, like me. So, um, yeah, man, long time coming, man. Good to be in the gym, man. Good to to, to hear the crowd roar uh, as I stepped on the floor. Yeah, man, I, I I believe I do have an old soul because get off my grass, close my mm-hmm. screen door, cut my lights <laughs> off. You know, check all my locks. Right. You know what I mean? So so definitely. But what we here to do is what we do best. Outside of talking life, outside of talking uh music, we also talk a little bit of sports. Now, mm-hmm. you being from the south, me being from the west, uh it's only right that we bring up college football. And I know college football for you is a very uh, uh special sport. You know, yes. I I know we both like basketball. And there's probably some other sports that we dibble dab in as well. But I know your heart is with football for so many reasons, just like my heart is with basketball. But I will say this, though, which a lot of people don't know. I actually feel like I would have been a better football player than a basketball player. Because really? I, yeah, because I enjoy I enjoy the small things about football. Like when they say fourth and inches – I really have a passion for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I have a I have a different type of level of respect for offensive and defensive linemen because I know that the trenches is is the main thing. If 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 we not moving or if you're not penetrating, getting after that that running back in the backfield or that quarterback, it's gonna be a long day. Yes. It's gonna be a long day. Um I I, I just have I have a passion for football like my favorite team, my favorite basketball team, everybody knows is the Lakers, and they mm-hmm. would think that's my number one team. Uh, it shares a spot. It shares a spot with mm-hmm. my. It shares a spot with my Raiders. Uh, I grew up a Raiders fan. I was born a Raiders fan because the household that I was in was nothing but Lakers and Raiders. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All those caps smell like Jerry Curl juice. Cal, <laughs> what do you want me to do? So let me let me ask you a question, man. Um, your dad, I know you told me your dad was a LA playground legend. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that that's how you gravitated towards basketball, but did he I mean, other than him introducing you obviously to the Raiders, was there never like any push from him to for you to get involved in football? No, see, here here's the thing. Now, I'm split between two two men, my 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 biological father and my step pops. Okay. Gotcha, and my gotcha. step pops is the one who taught me how to be tough. Who also taught me my manners. Get your elbows off the table. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that. He was also a a, uh, a L.A. legend as well. But in football, he played against John Elway. He played for Fairfax. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So even though I'm not a part of his bloodline, he's been knowing me since I was two years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the first football game that I ever watched, not going to say it was a Raiders game, but I didn't know what football was. I just seen a gang of people running into each other, <laughs> and it seemed like it was just a pile of bodies all the time. I never knew what it was, but I've been watching football since I was two years old. Mm-hmm. And I be, But I've also been watching, you know, while I was watching Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson, I was also watching Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that, but that's what was in my house. It was KCAL nine showtime, and it was the Raiders on. It was the Raiders on on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Back back when the Seahawks was in the AFC West. See, <laughs> talk to him. Talk to him. So that that's that's what it was. Now, I my step my stepfather moved out some years later, but we all you know my my youngest brother is that's his father. You know what I mean? So there's always been a connection. You know what I'm saying? Like really a a, a true connection. So he's a Raiders fan, and that's how I became a Raiders fan. I cannot – I know a lot of history about a lot of other teams, but I can never – you know, I was upset when they moved to Vegas. That's how that's how much of a Raiders fan I am because I say even though their home is in L.A., I'd rather them stay in the Bay. Oh, no question. I was okay with them staying in, in Oakland. But, you know, but they, they it's more than just the cities that they were a part of. Um, wherever the Raiders go, they can they could be called the main Raiders. I'm there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I am attached to that logo. Yes, that's you know I, that I, logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so much rich history with them. And I'm stuck, just like I'm stuck with... You know, the, my history with these sports teams, the UCLA Bruins, the Lakers, and stuff like that, it all has a story connected to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's all, it's all organic. Uh, that's why sometimes I get a bit confused when certain people, you know, I can just say about people from my backyard that became, you know, uh, uh, Phoenix Suns fans or <laughs> so, and I'm like, how? How did, you, how did you do that? Now, I, now we do have a we do have a uh, sort of a scorn relationship uh, with the fan base because you know still people some some reason even though they made up and they said it was this that and the third they said they're troops some people still pick Shaq's side in a divorce mm-hmm. you know okay. what I mean so Understood. that 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 uh, I'm, I never really understood the people that said they just hated the Lakers when they grew up. Like, I don't, I don't, but I also know that MJ was a huge impact in the late eighties to the nineties. 
and a lot of people are were considered, you know, MJ fans and a lot of a lot of Bulls fans. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that that's that's basically the history of it. But I like I said, I love football. That's why I continue to watch high school football, Pop Warner, all the way to college and the pros. Uh, and that's what we're here to talk about. Cause yes, sir. Uh, I'm a UCLA Bruin fan, and and and, and yourself. Uh, my unfortunately, my my favorite college football team is the uh, Florida State Seminoles. Okay, and that I understand. Florida State has a lot of rich history as well. They have probably the best DB of all time. Yes, sir. That attended that school. Uh, he has one of the freshest Jerry curls I've ever seen as well. Yep. Uh, probably <laughs> the only athlete I know that, you know, left a baseball game, you know what I'm saying? To, to go to play another sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, what, what did he play shortstop? Uh, no, he was an outfield. He was outfield. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, you know, he was, he was, he, you know, a DB that played in the outfield and he was a left corner, right? Uh, you know what? They kind of moved him around. So I mean, like he he primarily lined up at left corner, but if he was playing Rice, he was gonna go wherever Rice was. Yeah. So if y'all don't know who we're talking about, this is the only quarterback. I mean, cornerback. Now my my favorite cornerback of all time is Charles Woodson. Yeah, I'm a okay. little bit biased. I'm, I'm a little bit biased only because I and I had a legit argument is because he was greatest. Raiders, and not only that, he played. He was physical. He yes. he was more physical than Dion. Way more physical. You know what I mean. But I will say this: first of all, he had one of the best before you score and when you score touchdown celebrations. Hear me out, people. This mm-hmm. is a DB that I'm talking about, and he had a touchdown celebration. So that should let you know how good he was. They would <laughs> he was the definition of shutting down one side of the field. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the shortest human beings on this planet, but can probably beat Flash in a racing match. Mm. Uh, that's none other than Deion Sanders. Must be the money. It must be the money, Cal. It must be. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. But I, I, look, I will have him non-biased. Best DB of all time. Yes, sir. But no, no. I got to go with Charles Woodson as my favorite. Mm-hmm. Got to go with Charles Woodson as my favorite. There's some other ones out there, but Charles Woodson. Uh, did you did you know that – This here's a quick look him up for uh, for my man D-Murph. Did you know Asamoah awesome made the Pro Bowl with a cast and one interception in one season? That I did not know. I remember the Asamoah awesome years, but – you know, he had some really strong years. And then once he got that contract, yeah, man. yeah, he, he got that contract and he got my ex-wife. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Carrie. I still miss you. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, college football, uh, Cal, yes, um, real quick before we dive into the, both of these conferences, what does college football mean to you overall? And, and don't. Don't uh don't be shy of uh actually adding your personal experience with oh. uh, your playing years as well. Yeah, man. Um, for those of you who don't know, I played college football. I actually played at South Carolina State University uh, from 1990 to 1996. Um, 
it's a historically black college. We were a black college national champion in 1994. Um, so I'm very passionate, like you said, Baylor, about college football. Uh, I'm one of the few people, I don't want to say a few, it's pro- probably quite a few of us. As much as I love football, I think Saturdays are better than Sundays. Not by much, but Saturdays are must-see TV. And it's just, you have the camaraderie of college football. You have the atmosphere. You have everything. Um, The NFL games, don't get me wrong, I'm locked in Sunday ticket all day. But college college football on a Saturday afternoon in the fall in the South, literally is like heaven. I I mean, like, bro, Bela, I literally can sit on the couch and my family will not bother me. (laughs) I mean, like, because they know that I'm not even with me just watching Florida State or watching South Carolina State if they're on TV, but it's just anybody. And I'm I'm talking about Baylor. At the end of the night, I'm I'm up. It's 11, 30, 12 o'clock. I'm on the West Coast. I'm I'm watching Pac-10 games. I'm watching, you know, those late, late, late games on Fox. So, you know, it's an all day, all day thing for me. But I love college football. Uh, Actually, being a former athlete, uh, I've talked about on my podcast about here recently about NIL deals. And, um, you know, I, I'm always passionate about the sport and where it's headed and, you know, things that can be done to improve. And, you know, obviously we're going to touch into it, but, you know, these, these uh, <laughs> late uh, recent things that have happened, man, the, the sport is really changing. Um, some would say for the worse, but I think it's for the better. So mm-hmm. I, I'm in see how, how it goes from here, but I'm very passionate about college football and, and like you said, I, I'm every Saturday I'm there. Um and I, I honestly, bro, I cannot wait until the season starts. Cause this season right here is gonna be explosive. Right. As as it always is. And and, mm-hmm. and like I said, everybody would probably uh attach me to basketball a little bit more because how much basketball I talk on Twitter between mm-hmm. AAU college and the pros. But my love for college football is unmatched. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, I'm, I'm, you know, this is the West Coast, so I know the South is a bit different when it comes to football. It's more of a religion, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, in the oh. South. But let me tell you, we're called Southern California. <laughs> so we got, <laughs> we got specs of that, yeah. of that fandom, you know what I'm saying? And that, I will say when I get home, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm getting off in the morning on a Saturday – Every TV in the house has football on it. Every TV. Mm-hmm. And I can mm-hmm. sit up there and watch a Rutgers versus Purdue. Facts. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> we used to have this thing, and I'm not, I'm not going to say used to. We still have it, but obviously with uh, – shout out to my niece. She was actually born <laughs> around uh, college football opening weekend. So that took a year away. Uh, COVID took a year away. Mm-hmm. Really kind of took two years away. So we wasn't really able to get back to uh, our yearly trips where, you know, we would go to Summer League. And then right after that, we right back around uh, late August, early September and college football opening weekend. I'm in Vegas. You know, Mm. we get up early in the morning. We go put our tickets in and we go back home or we might stay there and just watch games Mm. all day. It's just football heaven. Yes, it is. Now, I would say the difference between watching a game at the crib and watching it in the casino is you're going to hear a lot of cheering and a lot of <laughs> profanity 
every touchdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, I love college football, man. I just, it, it brings out, like you said, I used to, I, you know, NCAA football on PlayStation. Mm, I, I used okay. to love, I, I, and I got to tell you this, because uh, it might be weird. I used to love playing for schools like uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it, you, North Carolina is, is uh, what would you call it, an average or above average uh, program in football? Yeah. It's average football, average football program. Well, when I didn't really do too good uh, in, in the high school portion or not good enough to be maybe a five or four star back, and I always either played the running back, DB, or receiver spot, right? I mean, I played all the positions, but those okay. were the ones that I liked the most. Um, and I just remember picking schools like North Carolina, um, Fresno State. I wouldn't, you know, I, I wanted, I didn't want to play all the time. I didn't, I not play for UCLA, of course, but I had mm-hmm. seasons where I was just playing for, you know, uh, Tennessee or or something like that. I just because I love the different stadiums, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the different touchdowns. Like the logos, it's so colorful. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's real. Like, like Twelve Cow said, every game matters. You know what I'm saying? You're playing up to what twelve or thirteen games. Yep. And if you know one of the conferences we're about to talk is the SEC, you lose one game, and that can make or break your season. Yes. You know, it's all about getting to that uh, conference championship game. Um, because that might determine if you're going to be the number one or number two seed. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I look at the SEC like I look at uh, the Boston Celtics. I hate Okay. That. I absolutely <laughs> hate the SEC with every – not when it comes to basketball because there is not a, it's not a, a, a basketball <sighs> – they don't have. It's not really only basketball. Not yeah, like not, it, when you talk yeah. about the SEC, the first thing they you gonna think of is football. Mm-hmm. Like football is first and second nature over there. You know what yes. I mean? If you look up the history, if you look up some of these Hall of Famers, I'm gonna give it up to them. Even though I know California and Texas and Florida, we go back and forth between you know some of the greatest players that ever played the game in mm-hmm. college and in the pros. But they got I don't know what's in that water over there in Florida in Bama. That yes. that water is different, Cal. It is. It truly it really is. And and it's just it's everywhere. And it's um the the feeling and the vibe, like you said, it's it's almost like particularly in the south, it's almost like a religion. Like it's it's something that people really gravitate towards. I, like I was in I, I happened to I live in Atlanta. And I happened to be in Athens the other day on Tuesday. And when I tell you, you know, Athens, obviously home of the University of Georgia, who won, you know, national championship last year. And I mean, like people are still and I was only in Athens maybe for about an hour or so. And you ride around. People are still like celebrating that championship. And I mean, because it had been a while. They hadn't won a uh, national title since 1980. But. You know, it's still the fans are still rabid and they are still ready for and waiting for the season to start for them to defend their title. Like 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 you mentioned earlier, college football in particular, it doesn't turn off like there is no off season. Like you go from the, the, the bowl games to the national recruiting season and who's going where, 
you know, obviously a lot of stuff happened this year with the transfer portal. Oh, uh, man, that's a whole nother worm right there. Yeah, coaches leaving and going places and stuff like that. So, you know, it was almost like it was almost like NBA free agency to some degree. And so it's been constant. And, you know, now these kids are back on campus. They're working out. They're getting ready because, hey, bro, they'll be in camp within a month. Yeah. And then season will kick off. In, in less than two months. Not not only that, we can go back even further. You got to understand, Cal, I'm just not about basketball over here. I got a son who played both sports at the same time at one point. Okay. So I I remember after after Pop Warner, after after the Super Bowl, we going right back into 707s. Yep. <laughs> just that fast. Just, just that, that fast. And and when I tell you football is, is one of the therapy. Is is mm-hmm. violent? Don't get me wrong, and they and they're doing. I don't know if they're doing their best, <laughs> but they're trying to make changes every year to make the game a little bit safer, you know. And uh, honestly, it's a lot of I appreciate the effort, but there's a lot of human mistakes yeah. that, that's being made on, on on that part. But they're trying to the 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 violent game that we used to watch back in the eighties and the nineties mm-hmm. <laughs> is no longer here. You know what I mean? Because you get a good smacking, that yellow flag is coming out now, even if it oh, is yeah. clean. Oh. You know. Well, you know the thing about it is, is like it's it's almost like I, I liken it to, um, you can't, you can't make it's it's like trying to make a, a cigarette safe. You right. Know, it is what it is. I mean, like football is a violent game. You can try to make it safe, but it's like trying to make a cigarette safe. There's only but so much that you can do. And you can try to outlaw, you know, the headshots and all stuff like that and, you know, concussions and stuff like that. And it's for player safety, I know. But it's also the lawsuits. I mean, let's just keep it, a, keep it, it real. Is. It is. But, I mean, I think it's more than that, though. I, I mean, because when you think about it, it is about the safety, though. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because we've seen, we've, seen we've seen some career-ending hits yeah. before. We've seen some yeah. career-altering hits. And then we've seen some post post uh, uh I would say post career tragedies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to and rest in peace to Junior Seau, one of the best linebackers of all time. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and that's scary. You know, not only that, but on the greedy and selfish side, they're trying to protect their money. They're trying to protect their oh, investment. You know what I'm saying? When, so when Brady got injured that one year, and Matt Castle had to take over for a whole year, that that was pretty scary to them at the, at, at the moment. You know what I'm saying? I remember when uh, Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, you know, mm-hmm. because my favorite quarterback in college of all time is Troy Aikman. And I remember oh. when Troy Aikman broke his collarbone as a Dallas Cowboy. Mm-hmm. That was <laughs> career changing right there. Yep. Yep. You know, um, Bo Jackson, hip, yes. gone. You know what I mean? And that's what, you know, that's one of those, well, what would have he had been if, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, I remember a lot of this stuff, man. Uh, I don't even want to bring up Joe Theismann, but, <laughs> and, and, and people, do not go look that up. Yeah, don't, don't, no, don't go look it up. I remember watching it live. It's crazy. <sighs> man. But, yet and still, we love the sport. Uh, you mentioned earlier that there has been a lot of changes uh, when it comes to college football. You mentioned the, the portal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not only players, but these coaches are, are jumping ship. You mm-hmm. know, But just recently, we had 
something that just shook up the internet in the middle of the the NBA free agency frenzy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, UCLA and USC decided, hey, NBA, hold my beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, if... Just a little bit of background of the Pac-12 versus the Big Ten. We usually play each other in the bowl games. Uh, mm-hmm. Rose Bowl. Shout out to Penn State, who just never shows up. In the <laughs> I, I don't like the it, – after the SEC is the Big Ten. Yes. You know, I have a problem with those Midwest schools. I appreciate their their history and all that, like – you know, Michigan versus Ohio State. Come on, man. Instant classics right there. You know what I'm saying? Oh. It seems like Michigan State never really gets the love, but they're always they're like to me, Michigan State basketball program is a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? But no they're not far off. Like they both share the identity. They're like gritty to me. They're more grittier than than Michigan. Mm-hmm. But Michigan always had the name and the players, you know. Um, but I've been a Pac-10 boy all my life. I never really liked the Pac-12. I never wanted to expand it. I always wanted to keep the Pac-10 because me, I have a problem with people changing history. Hence, mm. that's why I never wanted the Raiders to move to Vegas. Um, but I will say this, the Pac-12 in itself always held us back from competing with the SEC as a whole because we were always top-heavy. And SEC was more balanced. So basically, when you got down to the, and I will give them this, all I all I will say is, in in our defense, they ducked the Reginald Bush days. They ducked them. <laughs> they ducked them. Florida ducked them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Oklahomas and the Auburns didn't meet them until it was a bowl game. But regular season, and I don't know where Bama was at at the at at the time, but they didn't show up. They didn't pop up. So that's the that was my only that was my only thing. Like they they used to say, yeah, when it came to the Pac-12, when it came to the West Coast, y'all got the speed, y'all got the receivers over there and stuff like that. But we also got the speed and we hit. You know what I'm saying? And it's grimy in our conference from top to bottom. So and they always say, you know, our bottom team is probably a, a, a better than some of y'all mid levels and top teams. And I said, well, why don't y'all never schedule us then? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and look, and, and again, I'm a Bruins fan, but I'm sitting up right. here. I know who I got to sit in the back seat to. I got to sit in the back seat of Oregon. I got to sit in the back seat of SC. Mm-hmm. From time to time, Stanford. There were some cool Washington squads. You know, yeah, not, yeah. not you know, Arizona State had its moments, but not too much. More basketball than football. I do like the New Jerseys. Uh Arizona. That's basketball school all the way around. Washington State, I mean, I think their best their best time was when they had got an uh, old boy that came from uh, from Cincinnati. I can't think of the coach's name, but he basically changed it to a, uh, a, air, a air raid, air it out school. So Washington State had his moments. Washington was a cool program. But the Pac-10, the Pac-10 or 12 was being held out. I didn't even mention Utah or Colorado. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the Pac the Pac twelve was always anchored by USC mostly and uh Oregon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. UCLA had his days back in sp- sprinkled throughout the nineties, small mm-hmm. portions in the two thousands. 
and you know, et cetera. But we're mainly a basketball school. We getting there. But the SEC, that is, they, I think, like, I think all those kids aren't born in hospitals. These are factories <laughs> that these kids are being born in with a football. And they brainwash them to believe that football is the only thing that matters. And they really stick to it. You know what I mean? So I want to talk about UCLA and USC, which are two rivals, mm-hmm. somehow say, you know what? Let's come together today and announce that we're going to join a much stronger conference overall to make it a little bit more stronger and competitive. And it help us, you know, get more, I would say, just, just more, more votes and more love because of how stronger our conference is. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to talk about the the new SEC? Because word on the street is Oklahoma and yep. and, and uh Texas. Yep, they're will coming. Be a, will be a part of the the new SEC. Yeah. H- how we feel about that? Um, I'm cool with it, man. I think uh well they Oklahoma and Texas announced this. I wanna say it was right somewhere around this time last year, if I'm not mistaken. You know, COVID kind of uh, has changed our time frame. So I can't remember a lot of dates, but I wanna say it was around this time last year, uh, where Texas and Oklahoma say, Hey, we're going to the SEC. And I think what happened is if, if we look back at history, bro, I think what we'll remember is that when the the conferences went to the power fives when everybody was breaking off and, and basically kind of squatting up like an NBA power powerhouse team or, or super team. I think what we'll remember is that the power, these schools went into these power five conferences and a lot of it, some of it was posturing. Some of it was, was out of necessity and the rest of it was a power move because they're like, okay, well, Hey, this, if we, if we unite like this, we also take some power away from the NCAA. And it was talked about then a rumor that, okay, well, hey, at some point we'll be able to stand alone because we got these, you know, we, we, we have these conferences. We'll have these TV deals. We'll be able to stand alone and we won't need the, the, the long hand of the NCAA looking over us. Well, you have COVID and you have these seasons and what have you, and then things kind of speed up. And then you have the transport portal. Then you have NIL. And so what that does is now these te- now these schools who are operating just as they should be as businesses, they're looking around like, okay, well, hey, we need to get on the gravy train because you know you can't NIL right now is not it's, it's not regulated. So, and, and when I say NIL, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's name, image, and likeness. It's the ability for uh, an athlete to be compensated for his or her name, image, or likeness, they can get paid. So they can start uh, being used. Exactly, exactly. And and they, they're they not being exploited as much under the guise of a athletic scholarship. That's why Saban is mad, because these quarterbacks and these receivers and these running backs are receiving uh, million-dollar deals before they even mm-hmm. graduate, before they even play their first yeah. game. And they're yeah. going to schools – that's being ran by, you got it, Mr. Prime. Yep. And so, you know, it's, it's, you, you put that, the, the, the money in the hand of the boosters, and now these boosters have these, uh, 
they have, you know, the money or what have you, and they're enticing these kids to come. And obviously, like you said, the SEC is is a powerhouse in and of itself. And so we got, so you have Texas coming, you have Oklahoma coming. And so now with, you know, the PAC, I, I always want to say PAC 10, the PAC 12 losing. You said it right. UCLA and USC to the Big Ten. Now, everybody's kind of looking around like, okay, well, what's the next shoe to fall? And, you know, everybody knows where the gravy train is, and they're, they're trying not to miss that train. So now you have two of the anchors of the Pac-10 to leave. The Pac-10, I mean, yeah, you still got Oregon, you still got Stanford, you still got, you know, Washington and Washington State, but, uh, excuse me, and um, not Cal, uh, SC and UCLA are the anchors. So when they leave, your ship is starting to sink. So now these other schools, are, other schools are scrambling. Everybody's trying to figure out, okay, well, can we make, is it is it feasible for us to make this jump? Because if they don't, the Pac-10 ultimately is going to be on a sinking ship once these two schools leave, um, you know, their conference. Well, and there, the there's goes, two teams. There's, there's two more teams from the Pac-12 that or the Pac-10 now, technically, uh, that's talking to uh, the ACC. Yeah, and and here's the thing. With the ACC, there are rumors about schools leaving the ACC to come to the SEC. Uh, just before we started recording, I was I was looking at some stuff. Uh, you know, schools like North Carolina and Florida State are rumored at to they're rumored for ads actually looking into it. So if if you're looking into it, you got one foot out the door, in in my opinion. And so you know what may ultimately end up happening is you just have these two powerhouse conf- super conferences, basically. And a lot of money is going to be funneled into those conferences. And again, they get the bigger they get, the less likely that they will have restrictions and involvement from the NCAA. And, you know, ultimately with NIL deals and, and, and the uh, transfer portal, you have more empowerment for these students. And I, I don't call them student athletes because they're, they're, they're really athletic students because if, if we're being honest, these schools they want the kids just to stay eligible. They not. They, if if they you really want to be, if you really want to be honest, and, and I'm giving, obviously this is with all the conferences, but I'll give some SEC um, conference some love. Those are professional athletes are just playing in college right now. Oh no question. No There's question. a lot of those cats that can go league out of high school. Yes. Yeah, not they, I ain't gonna say a lot, but there's some. There, I, I, there, are, there are a few. Yeah. I mean, to date. Adrian Peterson was probably the only running back we said that can go straight to the pros. Great. Yeah. Yes. And and the the only reason why they don't is because in football, uh, under the NCAA rules, you have to be three years removed from your graduating high school class before you can go pro. Wherein uh in for basketball, uh you only you 19 or year year removed from your graduating high school class. And it used so, to be it used to just be high school. Yep. Yeah. Used to be where you could just go uh, straight to the league. Shout out to Kobe. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 going to be interesting, man, because this all of these moves for SC and UCLA to go to the Big Ten. That was strictly a football move, but it involves all of their sports. Right. So now, you know, uh, UCLA's tennis team is going to have to travel to. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, to play against Ohio State in a tennis match, right. wherein 
opposed to I'm sure they'll still be playing, you know, against, uh, you know, UCLA and USC. But it's, you know, that you so you have a travel issue like that. And, and I'm sure they'll figure all of this stuff out. Trust me, they got more than enough money to figure it out. But it's it's a power play. And ultimately, man, I think what's going to happen is we're going to end up with two major superpower conferences. And I think everybody else is going to be kind of like on a lower tier. And that's going to hurt their votes. Oh, no doubt. Because it, we already, when it comes to college, this is not this is not the pros, people. When I when, I, when we talk about the strength of schedule, the strength of schedule matters, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it really matters in your favor when you're winning most of those games. Yes, hell, it kind of matters if you're in the middle of the road type of uh, team, but you have a strong, uh, or, or, or yeah, like a stronger. Um, schedule because if you play Bama and LSU in the same in the same season and you barely lose to them, that's damn near love for you right there. That helps because if those are the only two games that you lost and you and you won the rest of your games, I mean you you gonna you gonna get yourself a nice little bowl game. Oh, no question. And it goes back to something you said earlier. It it really depends on. When you lose, because oh, yeah. you, you could lose in, in the SEC, you could lose a, a, a game the first week of the season and still end up playing for the SEC championship. But now if you lose in week eight, and depending on who you lose to and how much you lose by, that could eliminate you not only from uh, winning the SEC and playing possibly for the national championship, but you know one of those New Year's Day bowl games too as well. And I mean, you're talking about a difference of uh, – five to ten million dollars uh just coming to the school so it's it's a lot of money at play here and you know we don't even know what these tv deals will look like once all of these conference alignment stuff uh is is redone so it's it's a lot of money at play it's a lot of stuff at stake and for uh usc and ucla to make the move baylor and nobody know anything about it until it's announced. That says a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. Now just wake up and do it. I'm gonna need your expertise on this because uh, before we get to the next subject, this has been like, and I and I actually heard, not in detail though. I actually got to go back to YouTube and see if I can catch up or, or catch the details on it. But I mm-hmm. might can get this answer from you. What's going to happen with the TV rights? Great question. I think the, uh, you know, from from being out there on the West Coast, uh, Fox has a deal with, I want to say, I think they have. We got got the SEC. We got the SEC. Okay, so so they got the SEC. And if I'm not mistaken, Baylor, I want to say most, I know that the SEC deal with CBS, that deal I think is up in a couple of years. I'm not sure about the Big Ten. The, the, the Big Ten has their own network, obviously. Um, and I, I'm not and, sure. and the good thing is we actually get that network a part of our, ca- uh, our cable package. Okay, okay. And so all of this stuff, I want to say these TV deals will probably be up in the next two years, which is kind of falling right along along with this realignment and everything like that. So they... The way that I understand it is that network TVs usually are 
they st- like if the deal ends in 2024, they don't wait until 2024 to start renegotiating. Like negotiations start like a year, year and a half in advance. So I, then, so that that means so you don't think th- there's no such thing as tampering? Um, no, because there's no there's no there's no governing body to stop anything. Because the only so, re- only reason why I said that is because I believe what you said is true. It, both USC and UCLA will be headed over to the Big Ten. Their first season will be over there will be in 2024. So if that's the case, that means these TV deals had already been talked about, right? Oh, no question. I would say you a know. couple of days ago, I got a notification about the two TV deals because we, you know, with the, with the Big Ten, how it's set up, me, majority of the teams are back east or the Midwest, Mm-hmm. where these are the only two teams that's back West. You know what I mean? And we're used to having our games, you know, UCLA you and USC, we're used to having night games, mm-hmm. late, late games. You know what I mean? Maybe we had a couple of Saturdays where we played, you know, in, in the afternoon and things like that. But majority of the games, uh, SC is at 730. US, uh, UCLA, 630, 730. You know what I'm saying? Right. P- Pacific Standard Time. So, I, it's interesting to see how that's going to work out, seeing that majority of the teams are in the Midwest and back east. Because we also well, got the Rutgers and the Maryland's that's a part of the conference as well. What it does is it allows the SCs and the UCLA's to – it allows that conference to tap into the West Coast. Because think about it like this. If you if, – if and I, I don't know if the current Fox – what the current Fox deal is like, but let's say the current – deal with Fox with the Big Ten is, you know, like you said, Big Ten schools. So more often than not, other than the occasional uh, big game that maybe you want to put on at 730, their viewership for the Big Ten is from noon uh, East Coast uh, time until, you know, seven, eight o'clock. But if you have if you're able to put on a West Coast game, you got now you have the prime time and that's prime time East Coast you know, hours. So you can put a game on at five Pacific time. That's eight o'clock in the East. And now if you're Fox, you have a, you have a, a, a piece of that market, you know, that's not too late for you guys. Cause it's a five. I mean, who wouldn't sit down for, and watch a five o'clock game on a Saturday afternoon in, in sunny California, but it also, it, it also taps into the East coast and, you know, you got that market as well. So it's, it's a lot of stuff at play, man. I don't. I don't think for a second that the representatives at uh, USC and UCLA woke up the other morning and said, "Hey, oh, let's go to the big." You know, let's <laughs> yeah. go to the big. This is something that's probably been brewing and probably been in the works probably for the better part of the last year and a year and a half. They, I'm, I'm amazed that it was kept under the wraps as the way that it was because you know, much like you, I didn't, I didn't find out anything until I saw it run across the ticker on Sports Center, but. Um, it's a lot of stuff at play, and it's a lot of money here involved. And as it the as the days progress, we'll hear more and more about it. And don't be surprised, Baylor. Don't be surprised, crowd who's listening, when you have more Pac-10 teams defecting, trying to get to the Big Ten. Oh, wait, jumping ship now. Maybe you know this. I don't. I don't. I don't have the answer to this. Um. If a team is willing to, or a school is willing to, a program, I should say, mm-hmm. is willing to switch conference, they have to be accepted into that conference, if I'm not mistaken, yes. right? Yes, okay. that is correct. Okay, so 
Big Ten, please don't let Washington State in. At this point, it's like my man Quick said, man, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Right. So if the, the Big Ten right now in their mind, they have an idea of who all they want and how many teams they want. And and we'll let you know another little secret. There's a big fish out there that's still swimming that they're itching to get in their pond, and that's Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre, Notre Dame has been Notre Dame has been Madonna my whole life. Mm. You know what I mean? Like just been doing their own thing, not wanting to be a part of a conference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and they create their own rivalries. Like U USC and Notre Dame is it, damn near bigger than USC and, and UCLA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, yeah, Notre Dame is the hot school right now. And think about it. They have their they have their own TV deal with NBC. Like, nobody else plays on NBC but Notre Dame. Yeah. And if Notre Dame, if, I don't know what the contract looks like with Notre Dame and NBC, but let's say that contract is up in the next three years or up for, up for renegotiation in the next three years, yeah, you could see a situation where Notre Dame could be also defecting to the Big Ten. They would look that that's the big joker for them right now. But they that, but, got, but they but their basketball program is in the ACC right now, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. That is correct. So I don't know how that would work because, and I mean, like it, they can figure it out. They uh, they they'll tell you that it that they can't figure it out, but they can figure it out because, like you said, their football team is an independent. So. They have their own thing going on as far as how they have their TV, TV deals negotiated, who they play, so forth and so on, because that's a a money making juggernaut. Yeah, they're like they're like they're 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 in professional. They're like the Raiders. Yes, they would do what they want and and go to court and go to court yeah. about it. You yeah, know what I because mean? They, and they they've been independent for so long. So that's the big joker, man. I mean, like. The, the Big Ten really, really scored with USC and UCLA. I mean, like, for them to pluck them from the Pac-10 says a lot. And it also leaves the Pac-10 kind of leaking at this point. Cause oh, they're, they're, they're leaking, and they already had, like you said earlier, about if a, if a program is even in discussion. They had a couple of teams. I forgot what those teams were, but they mm-hmm. definitely had a couple of teams. Maybe Oregon was involved with, um, with was it the eight? No, 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 the Big 12. I want to mm-hmm. say the Big Twelve, so we'll see. I think it was either the it wasn't the ACC. I don't think. I think it was the Big Twelve. But they they predict that there's going to be teams that's already established in their conference to make a make a switch. I could definitely see that happening. And do you think it would be wise because they've been doing their own thing? Like you said, they've been doing their own thing for a long time. Do you think it would be wise for them to join a conference like the SEC, seeing how strong it is? If if the money if if it makes sense for the money wise, um, they'll do it because at this point, you know, like I said, when you have things like nil deals and transfer portals, you got players everywhere. The structure of college football, as you and I knew it growing up, is changing and damn near breaking apart, right. and it's it's a free for all, and it's like okay, well, let's just get this money, and everybody's every school is really operating as their own entity is like, okay, well, Hey, I'm going to branch off. Okay. Well, you branch off over here, Bill, I'm gonna branch off over here. Okay. I'm gonna go over here and get this money. You say, I'm gonna go over here and get this money. And it's every, it's really every man for himself at this point. And so 
and there's nothing that holds them together. So there's nothing to stop. I mean, if Washington State wants to go to the SEC, now, of course, like you said, they got to get accepted. But there's nothing that can stop. I mean, other than, you know, what their contracts are as far as the um, as far as the uh, TV deals and stuff like that. But if the SEC says, hey, OK, Washington State, come on, bring it on in. You know, what is the Pac-10 going to do? Because, the, the, I mean, losing S, losing Southern Cal and UCLA was – that was huge. That was major. That was huge. On both sides – well, I ain't gonna say both sides. I'm gonna say in two different in two different sports that hurt. Mm-hmm. That hurt and, major. Oh, no question. But see, here's the thing too that people I want people to understand is that, and you know this all too well. Even with both of them going to the Big Ten, you still don't lose the rivalry. They oh, still no. will play each other. Oh yeah, they that's still, a fact. So, so that so that part of it doesn't go away. Now, yeah, do you really want to play Northwestern? <laughs> Probably not. But you know, there's still going to be a Saturday in 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 November where USC and UCLA will line up against each other. There's still going to be you know basketball games where they'll play against each other. So that's that doesn't go away. Well, here's here's the thing: we've already had for the past couple of years a back and forth with Ohio, Ohio State because mm-hmm. there's a, a classic that we have um, is UCLA, Ohio State, Kentucky, and North Carolina. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they play in December for the past two, three years, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we're kind of familiar with Ohio State and Kentucky at this point. We, you know, Kentucky has been on our schedule basketball-wise for some years, ever since Lonzo was on the, uh, on the roster. Um, but I will say this is why I'm not so mad at this move, even though I told you I love leaving history the way it is. I was, look, let me tell you how much I was upset. I was upset that they that Baltimore took the Cleveland Browns only to give them another a different Browns. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, leave history alone. The, the Cleveland Browns fans are some of the most loyal fans I've ever seen. So loyal. You know what I mean? And for you to take their franchise away from them like that, and don't forget about the people in Houston. Y'all can get rid of the Texans and just bring back the Oilers. Okay. Mm. Um, but this what I this is what I like about the move in general because we do have somewhat of a rivalry when it comes to the bowl games. Mm-hmm. But now to be interesting to have that Midwest versus West Coast rivalry, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Whether that's UCLA versus uh, Michigan or US, the last the last huge game that we had against them was back when Mark, uh, Matt Barkley and Taylor Mays was on USC against Terrell Pryor at, uh, at Ohio State. That, I don't know if y'all, y'all can go look that up. YouTube that. YouTube Terrell Pryor and Taylor Mays collision. Please. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm interested to see if we can build a mid a regional rivalry. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to see if we could do that. And that's going to be something for the youngsters that's coming up for them to grow with. You know what I'm saying? Like I grew up watching USC versus UCLA rivalry. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when it came to basketball, as I got older, teenager to, to the college years, it was more UCLA versus the Floridas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those, those <laughs> were the schools that was, that was getting on my nerves and stopped us from getting some championships. Um, but, <laughs> But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to the moves. I'm I'm keeping my ear and my eyes glued to see where this is going to head to. Um, and also, man, I think we need a little bit more love for those HBCUs. You know what I mean? Oh no, 
I know, I know, I remember when they when they first let us in, you know, and I say us, I never attended a HBCU, but I did visit Howard on the trip before. Um, so they had okay. me, they 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 had me sold. Uh, I, it was as an adult, but I'm like, if if I had to go to a HBCU, that's my history with teams. If 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 I meet you <laughs> for the first time, we go together. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, what, yeah. that's what happened to UCLA. The the reason why I'm a UCLA fan to this day is because my English teacher took us on a field trip to UCLA. If she would have took us to USC, then I probably would have been a USC fan. But I'm glad I'm Different not. Story. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm interested to see where this going to go. Um, I want the uh, HBCU involved as well, and hopefully, then recruits start to swing their way. You know what I mean? Uh, we're starting to see that a little bit, but now it has to be consistent at this point. It has to be more than just a season or two. Like it, this, oh, needs, nope. this needs to be regular on a regular basis. Well, you know, I'm I'm all, I'll always be as as a as a proud alum of uh, HBCU. I'm always going to be an advocate for HBCUs. I think you know we're not far away from where we need to be because if you know your history, you know that. In the 60s and 70s, some of the best players, some of the best players were players from HBCUs that went on to the NFL and many of whom are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, And the reason being is because, quite frankly, they couldn't go to white schools. They weren't they weren't allowed to go to Alabama's or Clemson's or, you know, Georgia's and places like that. So uh, it wasn't until Michigan State of all schools really began the uh, integration point of bringing in athletes. They went down to. Uh, Texas and started recruiting black athletes and all it took was for legendary uh, head coach Bear Bryant to get beat by by uh, by a bunch of black players and he was like okay we're gonna start recruiting black players so you know don't get it twisted when we look at Alabama now the the powerhouse and juggernaut that they are you know 40 years ago they didn't have black players on the team so we're, we're not that far removed from how it used to be and honestly man HBCUs don't necessarily need to get every player that's coming out of high school to go there. But, you know, if we can get just a few to go to each of those schools, it will pay dividends in the long run because that HBCU experience, it can't be touched. No, I even having played at South Carolina State, no, my experience is not the same as somebody that plays at the University of Georgia or Alabama. But my time on that campus is unparalleled. Nothing compares to it. And I don't I don't think for any for a young black man or young black woman and not everybody, but that experience is invaluable. So, like you said, we just need a few. And I think we're we're headed in the right direction. I want to give a special shout out to uh, Ernie Davis. Oh, no question. Just because. Legend. Yeah, just because I, I let me tell you how much of a passion before we get to our next topic. Um. I will get NCAA football on PlayStation. And at one point I created every single HBCU football program. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and when I tell you, it took me weeks to complete that. Weeks. I missed that era, man. Damn, oh, I missed it. man. When I tell you, I it took me weeks to get down the Gramblings. You know what I'm mm. saying? And yes, I did play with them because them jerseys was hard. <laughs> yeah. G on the helmet. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And uh, it's just something about HBCUs, man. I never attended one, but it's, it's all I got, man. I wish I was a part of one. I knew what you call it wasn't real on a different world, and yet and still, I still wanted to go there. 
<laughs> it was real. It was real. If if it had not been a different for for shows like a different world, many of us would have never ended up at HBC. And I wish I was in that era. I wish I was. I really do. I really do, man. Well, you know, we'll we'll adopt you in South Carolina State. We'll 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 set something up and get you to come down for home homecoming, and you'll trust me, you'll have the time. Oh, please. That's all I need to know. Now I got a reason to travel. That's what I told my wife. I said, now, now I got a reason to travel. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. All right. That's it. I'm let's, telling you. Let's let's get let's get to it, Cal. I don't want to hold you too long. I want you to go back and start enjoying your weekend because the weekend started hours ago. Oh yeah. We're gonna close this out with KD. With, mm. Yeah, Mr. Kevin Durant, Mr. Slim Reaper himself. I just want to know. We don't have to do a major deep dive into it, but I will say this: this man has played nine years with OKC. Three years mm-hmm. with Golden State, two year currently two years with Brooklyn. He has two rings, or what one MVP, right? If I'm not mistaken, one one uh, regular season MVP and two, two finals. MVP. Yeah, and two finals MVP. That's that's a Hall of Fame numbers already. You know, he got mm-hmm. he got numerous scoring titles. All that other stuff is is, is under that. I don't really care about that. It's the major hardware mm-hmm. that I'm concerned about. Um, do you think having multiple jerseys and 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 I know we have another guy that that's on his level uh that has done it as well. But I'm just talk, talking strictly him because he is the <laughs> less achiever of the two. Um and I know it's, it's a, I, I hate to put his his mannerism, his attitude, the way he carries himself off the court cuz that's really none of our business. Right. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, that's what they're going to judge him for. That's what kept a lot of Hall of Famers outside. Hello, T.O. You know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> because you did push-ups in your driveway. You know what I mean? But they're going to they're going to do that. You know, we know mm-hmm. we got the wrong people voting, too. You know, but when it comes to KD, do you think because of – him going to Golden State, not just going to Golden State, but actually leaving Golden State, a good situation, and going to Brooklyn and then failing. Do you think this messes up his legacy? Uh, no. I don't think it does. I think for a lot of people, I, I understand those who think that it will, but I think ultimately time will change most of our opinions on that moving around. I think 15, 20 years after Kevin Durant has retired when he's old and washed and you know his head his hair really isn't combed um I think people would people would remember him for the great player that he was. Uh I don't think those things tend to stay with people as much the further and further you move away from the game and the spotlight and the limelight if you will. Uh, it's a hot button topic now because he's still in the league and he's still, you know, playing at a high level. But I think when we get, when it's time for him to, when, once he hangs it up and obviously he's going to go into the hall of fame, first battle hall of fame, but that's without question. Um, you can't deny what you see on the court. You know, uh, I've Baylor, I've done, I've done a thing, a couple of things where I've, sat and just looked at his timeline just to see what he was tweeting about. Not the stuff, not his responses. Kevin Durant, he's, he's a very, and I don't follow him, but he's a very interesting 
he's an interesting type of cat. He's a weird dude. Like, yeah, like he you said, the like him and Kyrie both weird. And that made me laugh because that's true. But, you know, and, and, and that's not to say that we didn't see weird dudes coming up in the 80s and the 90s. It's but, just, we we don't, but we didn't know that type of weirdness. Yeah, we, no, we didn't know. We didn't. But, we, you know, our, just, our weirdness, let's be real. Our weirdness was Dennis Rodman. <laughs> but imagine if Rodman had Twitter. Oh, his- he would get the, he would have so many accounts suspended. <laughs> That's what I think. I don't think I don't think he's and I hate to use this word because I don't want to call a grown man scary, but I don't think mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman is hiding behind no burner account. No, no, no. You no, you no, do no, know no. who Vernon Maxwell is, right? Right. Oh, I definitely on. follow him, and so does everybody in the state of Utah. <laughs> and then he goes off on him. I love um, it. But uh, but yeah, man. I, I I think the further and further we move away from his career, uh, I don't think that stuff will be as important. It will be a footnote because it, it's not something that you can deny. But it's really, man. To be honest, when you, especially when you're talking about legacy, I say this about Steph. I say this about LeBron. It's really hard to talk about their legacy while they're still playing. It's not to say that it's not worthy of a discussion because we can definitely have a discussion of it. But you know. Right now, KD, at the time of this recording, we know that he's asked to be traded uh, from the Nets. We're assuming that that's going to happen, but what if he's not traded? What if they have to run it back with what they have? Uh, We don't know how many titles or how many times he'll play for a title. It appears that what, like you said, what has happened in Brooklyn has not worked. There has been, um, you know, he's only, he hasn't even played, I don't even think of, of, the equivalent of a full season in the three seasons that he's been in Brooklyn. But obviously, you know, one year he was out with coming back from that uh, Achilles tear. Um, and something you said is very interesting, bro, is his decision to go to Golden State was, I mean, highly questioned, you know, and, and rightfully so. But his decision to leave, you know, now it looks even kind of weirder given the fact that Golden State's won without him. Well, they won before he got there. Not only that, is it gets more weirder that talks are saying that they've been in contact with him again. That's weird in itself. That, yeah, man. That When I heard that, bro, I just, I was like, I, you know, to be honest, I thought it was a, a bad rumor. So, I, you know, what I do, like we all do, I went to Twitter and I'm seeing this from confirmed, you know, sports writers that not the talking heads on tv but confirmed sports writers that yeah that they were in discussion about him possibly coming back to go to state and i'm like well damn would you really want to go back to go to state like you know and and it's like when you start looking at it, it's funny because i had this, this conversation with my uh, middle son cameron who's 19 and i was telling him i said well you know i don't know when you look at the landscape of of everything and if we go into the you touched on in your podcast the Rudy Gobert trade and what they got for Rudy Gobert. If you got four first round picks for Rudy Gobert, what does Kevin Durant command in oh, a trade? So, Ownership. You know, and, exactly. And then you think about it, all of this stuff happened after the draft. So now teams can't even really move the way that they want to move as far as their draft picks are concerned. I mean, you could still move picks, but you know, it's a little bit more difficult. So if you, the only team that I can think of off the top of my head that has supreme draft capital, maybe another all-star to get rid of, is the OKC. OKC, Utah. I think Utah got some space too, right? Yeah, so, you know, you got teams like that. And, I mean, he's, at least on the surface, bro, it doesn't appear that he's interested in going somewhere and being the only guy. 
He wants to go someplace where I don't want to I don't want to use the word stacked, but he wants to go someplace where he doesn't have to do the boatload of the carrying of the franchise. And I understand that, but you're Kevin Durant. You know, right. it's, you're, you're a top five, top three player in the league. Uh, so that's to be expected. But to answer your question, man, I don't, I don't think it hurts his legacy. I think over a period of time, I understand why people are having a discussion now. And, and I'm not, if somebody says it does hurt his legacy, I'm not going to disagree or argue with you. I think over a period of time, after he's moved away from the game, I don't know that this stuff will be as important. It's just like, you know, and we'll, I'll take it back to Braun. You know, when LeBron left Cleveland the first time to go to Miami, you know, people, oh, oh he'll, he'll never get over this. He'll never live this. Time. Nobody talks about that now. You know, because he went, to, he went to Miami, learned how to win. He won a couple of titles, came back to Cleveland, won an exceptional title left Cleveland and, you know, Cleveland had, there was nothing they could complain about. He left as a free agent, came to LA with where he wanted to be, got a title there. I don't know if he'll win a, win another one. And, you know, cause I think me and you have talked about, it, I think, you know, LeBron's chase for another title is going to be predicated on Anthony Davis's health, which is scary in and of itself, but that's another, that's a whole nother podcast. But I think, you know, Nobody talks about that because LeBron is he's solidified. And I think KD's solidified it too. But this next move is gonna be interesting, man. I, I don't I think it's probably legacy wise, it's probably better for him to stay where he is and try to win one. But I mean, you know, there's some people that are gonna knock him down because he's got Kyrie and what's left of Ben Simmons. So I, I don't know, man, but I, I don't like I said personally, I don't think that that hurts his legacy right now, but I don't think it'll be a talking point 10, 15 years after he retired. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I, I was on the fence and Mm -hmm. listening to you, I started to drift towards your way, but then I realized I I think it does, but I only think it affects his, I think it only affects his legacy when we start to talk about certain tables that he can't be at Mm. and where certain tables that we expect him to be at. You know, and I think because uh, that kind of hurts LeBron till his day now, which is I ain't gonna lie to you, it's it's kind of unfair because it's very unfair for me to say that about Bron, but I don't say that about Kawhi. You know what I mean? And the reason why I don't say that because Kawhi is not the superstar that LeBron is, but Kawhi is a superstar, right? And he won on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But Kawhi didn't have the career that LeBron did because LeBron's career started from the time he got came out of high school. Right. You know what I mean? I, don't get me wrong. Uh, a, a young Kawhi did benefit that, that San Antonio squad and was mm-hmm. the main guy with some, uh, you know, surrounded by Hall of Famers. But his career is not matched up to LeBron because outside of the championships, um, he also has a lot of, you know, personal stats that he's shattering right now amongst mm-hmm. the, amongst the greats. Uh, so I still don't know how because he never had a go-to move besides that crab walk. I don't really understand. <laughs> but <got> <laughs> but I, I think it does kind of affect KD in a way. Uh, and he, if he ends up going to, you know, the two reported hottest teams that's 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 looking at him. Uh, is Miami Heat and the Phoenix Suns. 
if he doesn't win, and I think it's even worse if he doesn't win with Phoenix, knowing the narrative of Chris Paul, um, poor Chris Paul at this point. Right. You know what I mean? At the you know, they, there's there's a meme floating around because the the summer league are passing out, you know, these nice <laughs> chunky summer league teams. And, and the meme is Chris Paul got word that they passing out rings in the summer league and they got him in his old New Orleans jersey dunking on Dwight Howard. <laughs> um but I think it does I think it does affect him. I think we will talk about him just like we have. He's been he's one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen, one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen because of his height, uh because of his his build. You know what I mean? And and the way he could just control the game. But I think we're going to say, but right. You know, he did do this. And you just and you said it. At the same time, we 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 know basketball. We know when he mm-hmm. went over to Golden State, he was the guy, he was the anchor. But he didn't have to be. At right. in certain games. I also thought he stole one of those final MVPs because I remember Curry had, I think he had one bad game. I forgot which game it was, but he ended up scoring like 11 or 13 points. That was a bad game for Curry. Outside Mm -hmm. of that, he had showed up. It was neck and neck with KD, but they gave it to KD. You know what I'm saying? Iggy stole one too. Um, At the end of the day, you know, they won without him. That's one thing, but we know that, we were scared that Houston built their whole roster yes. based off of Golden State. Talk about it. That's how much cats were scared of them. Like they, and this is even the 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 championship. Curry, he he deserved this Finals MVP or whatever. But they had they've always had a solid ass bench when they had mm-hmm. the Barbosas and they had cats over there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. They probably did need you, but did they need you to beat Cleveland? <laughs> I, I I think they did, but they didn't. But I, I want to ask you one question before we get out of here. Um, something you, you mentioned as far as like KDV and to sit at, at certain tables. Um, in your opinion, because we've never – now, granted – we wouldn't have seen this in the nineties because you couldn't bounce around like this in the nineties. The team you you on a team in the eighties. If you on a team, you on a team. Magic wasn't leaving the Lakers. Bird wasn't ever leaving the Celtics. Jordan wasn't ever leaving the Bulls. Um, so he has that against him as far as the time aspect. But I felt like KD was looking for something when he went to Golden State beyond just the the, the title. Um, and I don't know if he got it. Do you think, and I mean, obviously he's, 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 at least it appears that he's saying that it's not working or not working or has not worked in Brooklyn. Do you think that he's searching for something that he's going to find? Is he searching for something other than titles? And do you think he can find it? I think it's, I think it was his ego. I think he, I think he let his, I think he, he, he shut off the outside world when he went to Golden State because he knew he would get criticized. He left mm-hmm. Golden State. Uh, with with equity, you know what I mean. Like, yo, I'm about to go to Brooklyn, which is the second team in New York. Let's let's let's, let's not play around. Even though the Knicks are trash, the Knicks are the story franchise of that city. So you went to the you went to the uh, the, the dark side, so to speak, with one of the most controversial guards <laughs> in the NBA. 
You know what I mean? And you ask for another guard to come over there. Y'all have a stacked team just like the Lakers did. We all predicted Brooklyn versus, it was going to be a New York versus L.A. uh, championship series. And it's like you did that to say, well, I'm going to be the anchor of this team. You know what I'm saying? This is a totally different team. I'm going to be the main guy. To me, it never was him being the main guy in Golden State. It was him being one of the best players on the team that really didn't need him. Okay. And he showed up because I got to give him credit because if he didn't show up, we would definitely be on his bumper. Oh, no question. Playing behind those two, at that time, Klay Thompson was a 3 and D guy. You know what I mean? Draymond is still the heart of that team. When he got suspended that one year, he came back that next game and dropped like 30-something points with an L. In a game seven, yep. Yeah, yeah. And they lost that, but... That's just showing you the talent that they had. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even bring up Curry. <laughs> I didn't even bring <laughs> up Curry. In the finals against Toronto, they ran a 1-2-2 when Clay went out. Right. They didn't let him get nowhere near. <laughs> he couldn't and get nowhere. And they still almost pushed him in seven games. Yeah. So you're seeing the greatness. I'm not sure about Draymond. You know what I'm saying? If he, not, if he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame, guess what? His statue's going to be right outside that mug. But it might not be in the inside. But those, mm. but those other two, come on, Kerr no gonna question. be Kerr gonna be in there. Yep, you know what oh, I mean. Man. They have. I think he went over there because he said, "I like the way these kids play. Mm-hmm. I want to go somewhere where they share." And he did that. And not only that, they've been winning. They've been winning. I like the attitude. I like the atmosphere. I like how I can get pushed by Draymond. But I like how unselfish these killers could be. I mm-hmm. go to Brooklyn. I'm going to I'm going to do things on my own. I'm going to do things on my own, but I'm going to make sure I have elite backup with the two right. most dangerous guards with the ball in their hand. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about James Harden and Kyrie Irving are some of the coldest guards we've ever seen in NBA history. These yeah. are some cold and guards. And they played 17 games. 17 mm-hmm. games. You know, we, you, have in, you have physical injuries and mental injuries. Mm. Wow. So yeah, because we already know Kyrie doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to balance his his work and his Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And he gotta work on that. <laughs> and I'm not mad at and I'm not mad at him, but you gotta no, I'm not mad at him. Some cats you gotta you can you can show up to a uh to a um uh again you can go ahead and wear the orange hoodies. I'm gonna wear the orange hoodie with you. Shout out to the WNBA. You know what I mean? You can show up to a protest and show up to work. You can do both. I understand the whole mask and the shot thing. That's new. You know, this is my first time being in the pandemic outside of being black. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, you know, teams are taking a risk with you because you are arguably the best ball hander we've ever seen before. You can get to the cup like no other. You can shoot. You, you just natural talent. But when you let your off-the-court issues interfere with your production on the court, that's where you're going to get criticized. We already know what you, the damage you did with LeBron. LeBron needed you. We definitely know that. KD and Harden needed you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The same thing with Harden. You don't get no pass either. You come over there 37 pounds out of shape. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that was some of that. Some of that was because, you know, why you was injured. 
You have to stop going to rallies. I just came from rallies. I, we know they have the best rides of all time. But you got to leave that alone, Hart. <laughs> I know what happens when you come back home. Okay? But I think KD has an ego. He has an mm-hmm. ego, and how do we know? Because he had a burner account. He has responded to Stephen A. You know what I'm saying? He has gone back and forth with Draymond. He has come out with a show that, that that's identical to, you know, Bron's Barbershop talk. Whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Like, we know this already. We know this right. about you. We know that you need a certain amount of rings because Bron did it. Bron had to go to the Miami because he had to sit at a certain table. Because the three cats that they were talking about, that they were comparing them to, Kobe, MJ. You chasing both of those ghosts at one point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you still mm-hmm. are. So we know these cats is listening. I remember when Bron wore the Ultimate Warrior shirt. At the parade. I know what that means. <laughs> you know, these cats got yep. egos. So I think KD is in that same. I think that he's in that same boat. But at the end of the day, you win more championships, the the less we talk about you in a negative way. Right. So I commend Kawhi for winning Toronto's their first championship, but also helping the Spurs win. I com- mm-hmm. I I commend Bron going to Miami because he basically did the same thing KD did. KD did the same thing. Wade had won already. Wade mm-hmm. won from Miami already. And then he came over there, yep. brought Bosch with him. You know what I'm saying? But you got to get a certain amount of rings to say, all right, I'm sitting at this table with Kobe, Magic, MJ, Bird, et cetera. So, they got- yep. so once they got at that table, now it's like, you know, Kareem, Kareem, Magic, I mean, not 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 Magic, Kareem, MJ, and Russell sitting at a table. Just them three sitting at a table. And probably Robert mm-hmm. Ory, if you want to, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> those three really. So, yeah, I think he just has an ego. That's all it is. That's what it, that's what it sums up to. I think his ego talks to him at times. I, th- I also think Kyrie is a huge influence, and he had bits and pieces of his, of, of his character at times. Um, but it also shows that Dog, at the end of the day, when you take these helmets off, when you take these jerseys off, when you take these shoes off, and you take these cleats off, they are mm-hmm. human. Facts. 1,000%. Cal, this was a good one. Yes, sir. Obviously, Bro, you'll be back. You'll definitely be back. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, I, I can't, can't have you on my podcast too, man. Yeah, man. I got, I got, I got to come back, man. I like your audience. I love, I love the atmosphere over there. I got to get back, man. But I want to talk more than just sports on, on your podcast because y- y'all go listen to the Twelve Cow Podcast. I'm gonna tell you why. And he all, I just, I've been wait, waiting to tell you about this. I wanted to surprise you on the episode, but I'm gonna just do it now. Okay. This is Twelve Cow. Ninety percent of the time, opening up his podcast. Hey y'all, welcome to the 12 Cow, 12 Cow Podcast Show. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> and he always giggle. Because it's funny, man. I don't know why. <laughs> he always I let me tell you, everybody has a st- Michael Jordan shoes gum. Okay. Kobe got the death stare. 12 Cow got the giggle just before he about to go into an episode. Every time. Hey, unless but, unless but, he, but let me he, tell you though. <laughs> But you know what's funny? But you got you got the signature just cut off. Like there's no sign off on on on, on, the, on on your podcast. Either one of them. you don't sign off. Like, and I was telling somebody, I told you this, and I'll, I'll say it on this podcast as well. 
like the first couple of times I was listening to Open Run and BTG for President, both times I was just like the first two or three podcasts that I episodes I listened to, he literally he finishes his thought and the podcast cuts off. Like he don't say, All right, y'all, I'm gonna catch y'all next week. All right, I'll be back, you know, same time, same station, whatever sign. There's no sign off. And that is that is very that is so perfect. Like nobody does that. And I think, but it, it shocked me the first couple of times that it happened because I'm like, I'm driving and I'm listening. And then the sound, I'm like, damn, this, I'm thinking something wrong with my with my podcast. <laughs> I'm thinking something wrong with my phone. And the podcast just cuts off. But yeah, that that's that's the signature. That's that's the Baylor signature. But yeah, I, I giggle, man. I, I don't know why. I can't even tell you why. Yeah, so y'all go t- tap into his podcast because it's like it's like watching it's just it's just like watching some vintage stuff, but like an audio version. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to, and he has different type of episodes. He'll break down some albums that came out a certain Mm -hmm. year and things like that. He'll break down some music and things like that. And that's cool. But when he starts tapping into his first apartment, when he starts tapping into, you know, this is how it was. Now we had a battle, you know? Yes. (laughs) We had a battle. (laughs) I called him out because that's what West Coast cats do. We pick fights for no reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, and it was basically my house parties and club days versus his, you know, his club days. And uh, it's going to keep going, to tell you the truth. I don't think oh, this yeah. is ever going to stop. You know, it's going to be the battle between L.A. and Atlanta. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm wait. I mean, you know, I, I got, I got, I, I, I keep a couple in the chamber, man. So, like, I'm I'm all I'm just waiting. I was just waiting. Now, it, it took me a minute to respond to the initial one. You know, I was on some, I, it, it wasn't Jay-Z and Nas. It wasn't Drake and Meek Mill, but <laughs> it took me a minute to respond. But yeah, I, I came back and, you know, I, I had to represent the A, you know, which is my adopted hometown. I'm originally from Florida, South Carolina, but I've been in Atlanta. Gosh, it'll be, this month, it'll be 25 years, bro. I've, I've never lived any place this long. And to be honest, I didn't think I'd be here this long, but I love the city and I love the people here. Um, but more importantly, I love your city. Um, I got to get back. I was telling the wife because my wife's from Compton. I was telling her, I said, yo, we got to, we got to look at the calendar. We got to, but see, here's the thing. We got to get back out there. We got to leave the kids here. I, like, I, I don't want to bring the kids. Gotcha. Yeah. Got I want to, I want to, I want to come out there. And because when we came out there for Thanksgiving, we had the whole family. They got a chance to see LA. They got a chance to see where their mom was from, but I am determined to leave the kids at home. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, yeah. um, so yeah, but with that, that's something that we're trying to plan before the end of this year. But yeah, man, this dude, he's going to be on the podcast. We got an upcoming episode. Uh, we we we're gonna tap into his brain. I don't, don't want to know who his top five is, but we're gonna talk about the top five, his top five West Coast rappers. I'm very interested when we do the podcast to see how many we have the same and where who gets ranked because I know. I got an idea of who he likes or who he who I think he might like, but we we, we got that coming. So that so yeah, so is that it, are are you going to let me? So are you going to let me know who what top five you think I'm going to say before I give you my top five? No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until you I'm gonna wait until you give me my because we'll we'll go back and forth. 
and I'm going to wait for you to give me my your top five, and then I'll I'll tell you who I thought okay. would be on your top five. Gotcha. But it's 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 a couple of West Coast cats that are kind of fringe. That just from listening to you and knowing you and and and, and seeing your tweets and stuff, I'm not really sure if they <laughs> may or may not make your because here's the thing, here's the, you already noticed. It's hard when you say top five. It you know, is, if I is. say Baylor, give me a top ten, top ten, and then you know, you know, somebody, somebody who may or may not make my top ten is going to be in your top ten. That's but when fact. you say five, that's like five of the best. So if somebody listening says Mac Dre, now Mac Dre doesn't make my top five, but I'm not going to argue because Mac Dre's a legend. A West Coast legend. Yes. If somebody says King T, Whoa. I'm not gonna argue because King T was 1988, bro. Right. That was my year. That that was the year. That was the, in my opinion, greatest year in hip hop. So anyway, long story short, that podcast, top five West Coast MCs, is coming. Me, Baylor the Great, y'all be on the lookout for it. Ooh, that's gonna be dangerous right there. So you you when when you when you can look at the calendar and let me know what the schedule is like. Even if we got to record it late, let's do it. That's a bet. That's a bet. I'm be. I, I, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna send you my availability as soon as we get off of here. But twelve cow, I want to say thank okay. you. Okay. I appreciate Bruh, you. Anytime, man. I don't. I don't take this lightly. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts that I've been doing for years, and it's, it's not the same chemistry or energy that I mm-hmm. that I have and that I share with you because well, that just speaks of of your character. And man, I appreciate. I, I say the same thing, man. It, it, it's a beautiful thing, and and, and we here, man. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and and like I said, I, I think very highly of you and your family, and and everything, man. And it, it's just, uh, it's it's it, it's 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 a different vibe, man. Y'all, Cali cats, and I'll talk about it on the podcast. Cali cats always cool. Man. I, I never had no beef with no cats from from L.A. or the way they always on some cool and baby. Is on the coolest of cool out shit, man. So I, I appreciate. That. I appreciate that. I try to be. I try to be. But uh, yeah, so definitely, I got a reason to travel, y'all. I got a reason yes. to travel to the south now, y'all. So I'm gonna keep y'all posted on that. Twelve Cal, thank you for coming to the gym. Make sure you grab all your stuff. Don't leave no Gatorade bottles in my gym. No street <laughs> shoes on my gym floor. Thank you for coming, my brother. All right, man. I'm going to holler at you. Yes, sir. Later.